This is Karen Hunter, and welcome to The Hub. You ever have something happen to you and you wonder, why me? I know that everyone listening to my voice has had that happen to them at least once. Well, this past weekend, I was watching television, minding my business, and I heard this pow, like this giant explosion, followed by what sounded like Niagara Falls. A pipe, uh, the hot water pipe had burst, and it created a flood in my place that um, I was like, what the F? And it's uh, scalding hot water. So as I'm trying to figure out how to turn off the valve, which is connected to the hot water heater, this spray of hot water, I'm talking about steaming hot water, I'm trying to duck my hair, all of this. Finally, water got turned off, And I'm sitting there with the puddles of water just streaming through like a river. And I'm saying, what the freak? It's 9 o'clock on a Saturday evening. I tried to call an emergency number. And I was like, how much is that going to cost, right? And then finally, my Rolodex, several years ago, I had a plumber who lives in the neighborhood. I called him. He answered on a Saturday night. And he's like, well, maybe tomorrow. I was like, can you come now? And he came over and uh, shut off the gas and everything. But I was sitting there like angry and you know wondering like what did I do going through my karmatic you know through my rolodex of karma like okay did is this why this happened because this is what we do you know we blame ourselves when crazy things happen but I say all of the all of the time that it rains on all of us when it rains the raindrops aren't saying no you're a good person I'm going to bypass you the rain doesn't say oh you're evil I'm going to put pour down torrential floods onto you um that is not what happens. It rains on everyone. Good, bad, ugly, wonderful, evil. Everyone gets the rain. It's how you handle the rain. And I've said this before. Some people, you know, are angry and they're cursing God because it's raining on them. They're getting wet. Some people put their umbrella up and keep moving like nothing happened. Some people put their face up to the sky thanking God for the moisture, for the trees and the flowers, and they're happy. How you handle the rain is everything. Now, This particular thing happened. I didn't expect it. It ruined my weekend. I had plans. I was going to go to the gym after I finished watching Fear the Walking Dead marathon that I just uh, saved up for myself. And so that threw that out of the way. But what it did was there was a box. There was a box among the wetness that I had to rescue. It was a box that my mother gave me a year ago. And it was full of stuff that my father had. And it was full of stuff that that was special to me, you know, like the first, um, there was a uh, piano lesson, um, because I used to take piano lessons, and one of my first piano lessons was in this box among pictures of my dad, and um, I found a passbook from Howard Savings Bank, and it had my name on it in trust for me. My father had opened it for my college fund. And I, I, I'm going to at some point probably disseminate this into a book and take out pages and make it into art. But uh, there were like four different passbooks. And the last one, he would put in 200 and between $260 and $320 every month in this book for, I want to say, a period of a decade. And it had $51,000 in it, which he used to pay for my college education. And I, 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 that kind of planning... I'm going to talk about it in another podcast. I'm getting choked up just thinking about how somebody could be so fastidious and planning for the future for a child. 
Um, and I've talked about this before. I, I have notebooks from him where he had a plan for how he was going to do this. But he didn't put thousands and thousands of dollars. It was like 200 to $300 every month in this account. And I have no student loans to this day because of this man. But among them were all of these books Jawanza uh, Kanjufu's books, a um, bunch of black literature, and uh, our nig, and, and just amazing. Um, and I, I'm saying, like, were these saved for me? So if this pipe didn't burst, I was not going to open that box because it's painful, right? So I'm like, I'm not trying to go through tearing through these emotions and going through my father's stuff and remembering things. I'm going to leave this box there and I was going to forget about it. But the pipe forced me to go through that box because it got wet on the bottom and I had to take everything out of the box and go through it piece by piece to make sure it wasn't any wetness. And the discovery, I feel like I've just excavated some amazing hidden uh, town, you know, like Atlantis. And um, I just picked up this book called Selections from the Husea. Sacred Wisdom of Ancient Egypt, and it's by Malana Karanga, who is the father of Kwanzaa. Uh, Malana Karanga, professor, doctor, uh, black studies, uh, African history ex expert, wrote this book. And in the foreword, I just want to read a little bit from it because we've been having this discussion about God and religion, and, and folks are... Um, struggling. Ari Spears was on my radio show on Sirius XM and he said that he, he no longer believes in God and he can't reconcile with it intellectually. And I was saddened and hurt by that. And I, but I understand, I understand. And then Buster Souris came on and he said, you know, you, you have to challenge your faith, you know, that is healthy. Um, and I get that a lot of people are coming to this realization that the Christianity that we practice is, uh, you know, from from the white man. And it was uh, designed to keep us in bondage. And, you know, I'm going to have a future podcast about the black, the slave Bible and what that all meant. And Larry Favors on my show has been talking about that as well. And and it's an important uh, conversation to have. The most recent podcast is about religion and and how all religion kind of is can be traced back to Africa. Amen. Amen Ra. And as we start to develop or start to mature in our faith, I think it is super important that we read, challenge, examine, talk about it, come to a place of reckoning, deny, come back, challenge. You know, I think this is a process and it is paramount to those of us who want to improve as human beings that we go on this journey. And I'm I'm grateful to have this conversation, but also I'm grateful to have these challenges myself. So the foreword is written by a guy in this book, um, the Hosea, Selections from the Hosea, and I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. His name is Jacob Carruthers. He's from the Comedic Institute in Chicago, and he writes, for at least two centuries, conscious and committed black thinkers have taught black people about our ancient Ethiopian and Egyptian heritage. Interestingly, conscious about the cultural heritage during that period seems to have originated among blacks in the diaspora and returned from the Western Hemisphere to the African continent. Certainly, such consciousness has been an integral force in the black nationalist movements in the Western Hemisphere, and as well as Africa for well over 100 years. Throughout the period there, 
has been a strong appreciation for the highly developed spirituality of the black people of the Nile Valley, whom we call the ancient Egyptians. So dominant was this aspect of the greatest civilization of antiquity that Martin Delaney, writing in the 19th century, proclaimed that the governmental system of ancient Egypt was a religious polity. Dr. Karenga, and, and I'm going to pause here because I, I'm going to eventually have a conversation about the ADOS. And the more I read and come upon, and again, this was a discovery that would not have happened except for something really bad happening to me. Um, and I'm grateful for that bad thing, right? I'm grateful that my pipe burst because I've discovered books that uh, I have never opened. These are my dad's books. This is the man. This is the man that raised me, and this is the the, the kind of food that he was feeding his mind. And so I, I'm grateful for that. But as I'm sitting here, I'm realizing that there is a strong connection to the continent of Africa, to the Caribbean, throughout the diaspora, and to deny any one part of ourselves is to almost say, well, let's not have arms. So we're just going to focus on black people in America and what we are owed. But you cannot do that without connecting to the continent, without connecting to all black people everywhere, Central South America, the Caribbean islands, and beyond. It's, it's, it's not right. And, and it also leads to the type of division that will allow us to continue to be conquered. And I'm not here for that. But anyway, let me continue in this forward, and I'm going to skip through. Um, he says that the quest for spiritual enrichment among black people in the physical and cultural diaspora has led to the adoption of the holy books of other peoples, the Torah, the Bible, and the Quran. Ironically, the sacred literature of ancient Egypt, which predates those texts by thousands of years, is the source of much of the wisdom in those holy books, as Dr. Karenga points out in this book, The Husea. And I'm going to start to disseminate this as I read The Fire Next Time by James Baldwin, who's also questioning his faith. We had a, a, a guy on um, my radio show, um, Steve Silbiger, who was talking about the key principles in the Jewish faith and what makes them successful and powerful, etc. And after he left, Lurie and I had this very conversation about how all religions come through Africa. And we're people, again, of spoken word that the person that got to write it down, of course, is going to shape the narrative to fit what they want to see happen in the future because the power of writing things down is that it's there forever. And those who wrote things down, the scribes, knew the power of 100 to 1,000 to 2,000 years from the point that they put that pen to paper or whatever it was called back then. <laughs> the point that they put words on paper and were able to disseminate it to the masses is that that would be the story that would be told. But the spirit, the spirit knows the truth. And I know within all of us the struggle that some people are having right now is that the, the, the God that we were all taught to worship doesn't really exist. And there's nothing wrong with that notion because the God that we were taught to worship, the God that we were taught to fear, the God that we were taught to emulate is not the true one living God. But you know who that God is because that God lives inside of you and you feel the drum beats and you know in your spirit when things aren't right and when things aren't lining up. And when you deny that is when we get into trouble. And I think a lot of people are acting out their conflict and, and testing the waters in ways that are kind of counterproductive to the growth of black people people in general, but black people specifically, but more importantly, individually. So my goal, you know, I say is for everyone to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. 
but my true goal is for everyone to find peace and to find themselves and find their center in the midst of this thing called life because we have very short a very short period of time to be here on this earth and if you don't find out why you're here and who you are and whose you are and the the purpose of your very breath then it's all for naught and i need us to not have a fruitless existence so with that, I would love to hear your conversation around this issue and what you think and your thoughts. You can follow me on Twitter. I'm going to check out uh, more of this book, The Husia, right here. We're going to discuss more of this by Karenga, uh, Selections from the Husia, Sacred Wisdom of Ancient Egypt, because it looks like it's going to be something powerful. I'm looking forward to it. And uh, again, follow me on Twitter, at Karen Hunter. Use the hashtag podcast. Let me know what you think. Till next time. 